Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Chronically Courageous. And today, I am really, really so excited. I know I say that a lot, but I'm so excited because this is one of the healers that I've been working with and I'm bringing to you today. And so I have seen this stuff work personally, and I'm very passionate about it. So today I have for you Jennifer Schwartz, who is the founder of Balance to Wellness. She founded the company after searching for answers to her children's health challenges. And Jennifer kind of never expected to get into this field of energy healing. She was actually a lawyer by trade and moved from Los Angeles to Arizona in 1995 for her career as an attorney. She did receive her bachelor's in psychology, and she has since been trained in several healing modalities, but the one that we're going to focus on today is the emotion code, which you may or may not have heard of, but through the emotion code, she has helped her clients to overcome chronic pain, illness, anxiety, depression, asthma, and much more. So welcome, Jennifer. It's so excited to have you with us. Well, thank you. It's so nice to be here. I just want to clarify one thing. I, I moved from LA to Houston. I actually grew up mostly in Houston and then moved out here in 95. Got it. Um, little detour. Um, little short detour. But yes, thank you for having me. Of it's course, of course. So let's get started by talking about what led you to this work. I know in your bio, we just talked about the fact that your children had issues that you that kind of led you to it. But t- get a little bit more in detail with that, if you would. Yeah, so my kids, um, it's been a really long and interesting journey. They had each were born with a series of different food allergies and they didn't even align with each other. So one, they had a different set. So um, very severe food allergies from birth that I was always trying to find a solution for because it was so hard to live with all these anaphylactic foods that we, you know, we couldn't um, go to a restaurant without bringing our own, our own food with us. And it was, you know, nerve wracking to go to school and, all of these things that put me on a path of trying to figure it out. I wasn't really accepting that it was just going to be. I wanted to figure out, right. you know, what happened? What, what's going on? Why is it that our kids, you know, I mean, I know food allergies are on the rise. We know that, but why? Mm-hmm. I wasn't really accepting the sort of conventional Western medicine, um, just it is what it is, or the hygiene hypothesis, or all these things that were coming out at the time. Right. So I started to, to look into ways of basically desensitizing their food allergies. Fast forward, and 
it was a, a lot involved with all of that, but around when my middle daughter was around 12 years old, 12 and a half, she started having an allergic type reactions to almost all food, mm. literally almost all food. So she was tolerating seven foods and it was really difficult. So I thought it was really hard before that, then this happened. Uh. Um, and then it started cascading for her into different autoimmune stuff and, and my other daughter. And I was just in this crazy place. We had been in um, on a wait list for a healing modality called allergy release technique out of Boston. Um, Amy Terringer is the founder of ART. And she has supported, uh, I think it's over 500, mostly kids at this point, in overcoming their food allergies. And we got on her wait list and it, we were on it for four years. Wow. We wow. finally, um, about a year and a half ago, started, uh, I was, we were ready to go to Boston. It was time to be um, our turn to be healed of our food allergies. So we started, so I called and I said, you know, we're ready to come. And they said, we're so sorry, but Amy is now training practitioners to do this work and she's making them a priority, which I totally understood. But light bulb went off for me. I've been on this journey so long, gather, you know, gained so much knowledge, so much information. And I thought, I wonder what it takes to become a practitioner. And one thing led to another. And I am now a trained ART practitioner. But a very small piece of what ART does, what we do as part of an ART session, and it really is, we can use it more than in the first session, but it comes up def definitely in the first session, is the emotion code. And one of my assignments for my certification was to read the emotion code book. I read the book and I was blown away, mesmerized. I didn't, you know, and I read it with an open mind because it was something that was suggested to me um, as part of this program and certification. So that's how it, it's a really short way, even though I extended, it sounded a little long. It's, it's um, a short version of what we really went through to get to this point. Sure. So can you just explain a lot of people listening probably have never heard of the emotion code. So can you just explain at a high level what it is? Yeah. So the emotion code, you know, basically we think of ourselves as physical beings, right? We have a physical body. We are very physical in the way that we um, interact with other people in our lives. Um, most of us don't really see more deeply than that. You know, here we are physical beings. Dr. Um, Brad Nelson, who wrote the emotion code and developed the emotion code and the body code discusses that when you magnify down, let's he uses the hand, but it can be your whole body enough times that you're basically, you're essentially empty space. It's just pure energy. Okay. We are energetic beings. And when we feel emotion, we normally can process that out. You feel an emotion processes out, you go along your, your day. But a lot of times those emotions get trapped and they're actual physical balls of energy that get stuck in your energy field. And they interfere with all sorts of functioning of your body. So your immune system, you know, the way that we function. So when we talk about anxiety and pain and really any ailment, Dr. Brad talks about that most ailments, probably around 90% are rooted in trapped emotions. And when you release the emotions, which I do energetically, those 
ailments are able to resolve because your body was created to heal itself. Uh, but these emotions get in the way. Right. Fascinating. So explain to us how it works. Yeah. So, so the actual process is you, ident- I mean, I do something called muscle testing and most people probably don't know what that is. I happen to just to back up a little bit. Um, and what really also opened me up to this work is this, we had gotten results for our kids in a variety of ways. One was using a frequency machine mm-hmm. and the frequency machine identified certain underlying infections, stressors to the immune system. And by sending these frequencies to, into a, a bottle of water, is energy encoded water, suddenly three weeks after starting this remedy, my daughter who was tolerating probably at the time 20 foods gained back almost all her food. Wow. So, and when we were first, you know, given this, you know, magic potion, I was kind of laughing, like, come on. Right. Water, it's going to do what? It's very woo-woo. So, so woo-woo. And I was really kind of like laughing at myself that here I am, this crazy mom, like, like, here's your potion. (laughs) Um, But I couldn't argue with what happened as a result. And, you know, people will say, well, placebo, and there's a whole discussion we can have about placebo. Mm-hmm. It, it has a place and we should actually be embracing placebo in a big way. And we instead in this, in our society, we dismiss it. But we had been on this journey from, I mean, we've been on a journey longer, longer than the two years, but probably two, three, probably three years, I would say, of trying a gazillion different things to try to heal mm. her sudden sensitivity to all these foods. And it was throat tightening, wheezing. Mm. It was, it was was significant symptoms. Scary. Yeah. It was very scary. And then suddenly this, these bioenergetic, you know, drops, this water was working for her. Hmm. So that was one, one situation that really opened me up to the idea that it's not probably all what I think it is. Right. It's there's, something more to it mm-hmm. than this. Mm-hmm. So that also opened me up to this idea of, you know, reading the emotion code and saying that this was even possible. I mean, when you read the book, if you don't, if you aren't somewhat open to the possibility of it, you would just dismiss it as woo-woo. Sure. Um, and there's just no way. So for me, um, that really, the experiences like that, that wasn't our only one. Um, we had, we had several that really opened me up to that. So the emotion code itself in terms of how it works, um, and the muscle testing I mentioned, and it's hard to really do in a podcast situation, right? It's um, a visual. Yeah. It's it's a visual type of thing, but, um, many chiropractors use this technique. It's applied kinesiology and you can get answers from the subconscious about what aligns with you, what is stressing you, what is, um, what is good for you, bad for you. There's something called the sway test, and people can try this for themselves, where you stand up, you take a deep breath, you put your arms at your side, and you say something like, you know, my name is, and I would say my name is Jennifer, and if I sway forward, 
then that is a, an aligned or congruent answer. So it's a yes. If I sway back, then it's a no. And you can check supplements this way, medications this way. I mean, I kind of look a little crazy at the grocery store at times. <laughs> Swaying back and forth, testing just because I think it's fascinating and fun. For anyone who's listening who wants to try this, for me, some people sway right away. Some people get their answers right away when they first start trying to do the sway test. For me, it took several weeks of practicing muscle testing. Mm. When I stood up to do the sway test, I tried it several times when I was reading the book and I was, it didn't work at all. I was like, this is crazy. This isn't working. You know, this, there's no way. And it wasn't working for me. So, so Jennifer, can you, so just to back up a second, could you explain muscle testing? Is that the sway, the sway test, is that a form of muscle testing? So the sway test essentially is a form of muscle testing. Okay. It's, it's not really muscle testing, but it's another way of applying those principles and getting answers um, just as you would with muscle testing. Okay. So for me, I practiced muscle testing, which also was not working initially. With muscle testing, for us in a chiropractor's office, we had been to, you put your arm out, they push down on your arm asking different questions. Okay, so yes or no questions. If your arm goes weak, then it's a no. If it stays strong, it's a yes. So that is, um, for me, when I would, there are also ways that I can muscle test, for example, you, as, as you've experienced, yes. at a distance. And so I practiced and practiced and practiced to learn how to muscle test. And then suddenly, there it was. Hmm. So I used muscle testing to identify trapped emotions and then to release. Right. There's a different method, but it's part of that also to relax. So can you kind of walk through like if we were in a session, I don't know if you can maybe do like a little kind of demo to explain, you know, to kind of step-by-step step explain how it would work. If you can explain the actual process, like I'm in a session with you and this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So the first thing I always do, and this is not actually part of the emotion code. I know you mentioned sort of, we're going to talk about the emotion code, but I can't really talk about the emotion code without talking about what I'm about to talk about, which is level of consciousness. Okay. So in the first thing I always do in a session is I check what is called level of consciousness. Dr. David Hawkins, who is, uh, was a PhD and a medical doctor, basically quantified what he called level of consciousness. People talk about, you know, well, you know, we have energetic vibrations, you know, feeling the vibes, all these things that are kind of in vogue right now, you know, um, manifestation. These are real things, you know, we kind of say them in jest, yeah. but they're very, oh yeah. So level of consciousness is actually a, a, a number between zero and a thousand that we, that is quantified of where you are vibrating. Okay, so you want to be at least a 200. Most people today are far less than 200 as a society, as a globally, we are vibrating so low. So most of my clients come, I mean, you know, usually if you're seeking out the help of an energy healer, you've tried everything else. Yes. So you're, it's, it's usually the very complicated, you know, chronic situations that come my way. Mm -hmm. And we test those um, levels of consciousness and they start, we do this at the beginning of every session. And when people first start working with me, usually, I think I've only had one that has started at a 200 and it's somebody who clearly was doing the work. Right. Um, so anyway, I, I test level of consciousness 
And then, and I do that through muscle testing. If somebody is with me in person, I can muscle test them just as I described earlier. Um, But the crazy thing about energy work is that it can be done at a distance. And so just, I give this sort of this analogy, which is, you know, we, we send and receive text all day long and we don't think about how is that possible? Maybe we've, we've thought about it, but we don't full, you know, question it. We accept it. You know, we just say it's technology. Right. The reality is it's really the same air quotes technology that we can connect with one another energetically mm. and it's all energy. So I tap into a client now always by zoom, although I was doing this remotely before COVID, but it's, it's, been great being able to continue to do that during COVID. And I tap in energetically and I test using muscle testing where I have my finger over my, uh, my middle finger over my index finger to test for you where you are vibrating. And we quantify that. We then identify, we'll, we'll talk about what the issues are that are challenging you. I never make any claims that this, you know, heals people's, you know, illnesses, their um, there's disease. It's all about removing the blocks to your doing the work and healing yourself. Okay. Your body being able to do what it needs to do. And so I identify trapped emotions using this um, technique of muscle testing. We go one by one and we identify the emotion. There's a chart of 60 emotions that's part of the emotion code. And we identify the emotion and the age you trapped it. And then we do something that we, that involves your governing meridian to release that emotion. And it is really a simple, my sessions involved off involve, excuse me, often involve most, you know, many other modalities, but with the emotion code itself, I mean, one of my goals in my life really is to teach kids Mm. how to do this themselves because it is not hard and it is so powerful. Mm. So my daughter, our youngest, she can do these sessions for herself. That's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, so that's in a nutshell how a session of emotion code works. Right. So, so I want to talk a little bit about my experience with this because I've now had, I think, three sessions with Jen. And the first one, I, you know, it was more like she just wanted to tell me about it. And I wasn't really that invested at that point. So I don't want to get too much into that one. But the second session we had, I was like, all right, I'm all in. Let's do this. I'm signed up. and she released a lot of emotions and we'll talk about the heart. I want to talk about the heart wall too, but she released a lot of emotions for my heart wall. I want to say it was like maybe eight emotions. And after it it was funny, I didn't really expect to feel anything one way or another. I wasn't anticipating anything. If anything, I was hoping that maybe this pain that I had going on at the time would just completely go away. But instead, I found myself, I'm pretty, usually pretty well emotionally regulated. That day, I was completely off. I was, and I don't want to say this is a bad thing. To me, this was a good thing because this told me something happened here. Something worked. Something with my energy moved. So I was very, I was sad for that day. I was very um, short tempered. Actually, my fiance said to me, you're not usually ever like, he's like, who are you? <laughs> what happened? Cause I was, I was really short tempered and I was just very irritable and it lasted for about a day and it, it wasn't fun. But the next day I felt 
um, remarkably better. And then it didn't really, a few days later, I noticed when I was doing my, my morning meditation, which I do almost every day without fail. And one of the things I'm working on, if, if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you know that I'm working on a lot of this, like kind of reprogramming myself, brain rewiring. And I was kind of envisioning some childhood things and kind of rewriting that story in my mind. And as I was doing that, I felt like this detachment from the emotion that was there before. It was almost like I was an observer from the outside looking in and it wasn't, I didn't feel that same emotional charge attached to it. It was like, it, it just, it just felt light and free. And it, it was, it was really actually amazing. It was really amazing. And the other thing is the level of consciousness. Jennifer has been regularly testing my level of consciousness and I've seen it elevate as I've been working with her more. So that's also exciting. And I, and it's not just, you know, hearing, Oh, this is my number. It's knowing. And it's that feeling of, I just feel happier. I feel lighter. I feel more energetic. I, you know, I just, I just, you know, I don't have that, the stuff weighing me down as much and, and we still have work to do. We're still working. I still have got, I think I, I have four sessions ahead with you still. So, so I just wanted to bring that in there because I, I wanted people to know that I personally have experienced this and I've seen it work for me. So, so Jennifer, can you talk about maybe some success stories with some other clients? Yeah, so I, I definitely want to share that, but I also kind of want to talk about what you just shared yeah. because there's more to that. You know, when you talked about the feeling of sort of an uptick of emotion and that that 24-hour period, there is what we call pro, for about 20% of clients. Um, I would say mine's probably a little less than that. Um, will experience some type of processing symptom. So. It may be fatigue. It may be a little bit of an uptick of, of emotion. And really what is happening is the subconscious is like, whoa, what? You know, you have been carrying, oftentimes these are emotions that we've inherited. So like since conception, mm -hmm. you, some of these emotions have been with us. And so the subconscious is like, huh, what? And so that can cause a little bit of uh, almost like friction and you're kind of like, okay, it's time to do this work. Are, are you ready? And the subconscious is like, I'm not so sure. Right. Okay. Right. So it takes a little time. So I'm glad that, um, you know, that that's a very real thing that happens and it is evidence of a shift. Yeah. You also, I think beautifully describe how level of consciousness the impact of it. It's not, the importance is not the number, but it is the distance. I call it the space that we create between the issue that we're dealing with and ourselves. Okay. So whether it's the emotion that the, um, you know, the situation in our lives, before I was doing this work, I was living in basically on this trauma loop with my kids and their health issues and constant like fear and, and anxiety and I just felt completely overwhelmed and enveloped by it. Well, that's because my level of consciousness was so low. How could it not be? I didn't even know what to be working on it. And then suddenly, you know, I start doing this work and I feel this distance between me and the situation. And, you know, recently that's played out in a big way. I lost my mom recently to COVID and that in my previous life, right, pre this work, 
would have been so overwhelming. And of course it was, it was, and it continues to be terrible. But the way that I've received that is so different Mm. than I would have before. I can't really even, it's hard to describe, but I think you did a really beautiful job of explaining because there's, there's space. I can be more objective about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, um, I'm not dwelling in it. Right. I am. It is. And I have a lot, there's a lot that I've evolved with my own views of, in terms of faith and, um, you know, purpose of life and all of these things that have come along with this journey mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Uh, that were very different than they were. So you asked me about success stories. Yes. This, this is the most fun. I mean, this, this is what, I mean, every day, I literally get up and I'm just like, yes, you know, like, what do we get to do today? What, you know, what's going to happen with clients? Mm, And gives me goosebumps just hearing it, you know, it is so exciting. And what's so exciting to me is the power we each have. This has nothing to do with me. People will say you're so talented and you have all this ability and you must've been born with this gift. And I laugh. I was a lawyer. I was like, this is not this. I wasn't a Chris in a crystal wearing family. It's the this polar not- opposite of the energy healing world and the woo woo world, right? Total opposite. Which honestly, I, was- I just want to say Jen, that makes it that much more believable for those people that may be skeptics. It's like, listen, this person that grew up in this very kind of traditional, like, this is what society tells you to do. You go to school, you get your, you know, you get your advanced degree. You have this really amazing, successful career in this well-established trade that's, you know, really respected. And then, then, then you do this and, and you've seen it work. So it just makes it, I think to me, that gives it so much more credibility. Well, and I'm really along the journey with my clients. Like this to me is like, we're holding hands, we're skipping down together. Like this isn't, I'm the practitioner and you are, you know, I'm the healer and you're the beneficiary. It's not that we're literally on a journey together. And, um, you know, some of the stories, I mean, just one of my first clients, um, who was a practice client, I wasn't even certified in emotion code. She came to me with chronic neck pain of 21 years. So she, that she was from a car accident when she was 16, she was 37. And I'm, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know, is this going to help her? You know, I don't, I'm literally just starting. Okay. And I take in the course and this is, you know, and this is my practice and we did. And I never promised this, this, I can never say this is, you know, it happens in one session, but it can happen in one session. My point really is it can happen quickly. Sometimes people can be very layered and it can take a long time Mm -hmm. to get meaningful shifts. Most people get shifts pretty early on. She got a shift of complete resolution of her neck pain in one session. Oh, incredible. And I'm pinching myself. Is this for real? You know, well, it must be placebo. You know, like all these things that use, you know, the self-doubt in the beginning, which again, I can get into the placebo. You know, people say, well, maybe it's placebo. And I, I say, well okay, let's, we can entertain that, but it would be a pretty high percentage in terms of my being able to inspire a placebo effect for all these people who get results, not just for me, but these practitioners all over the world. So that was, was one story that was a real wow for me. Also, I've had, um, 
I mean, I had, well, there's, so, there's so many, where do I start? Where do I continue? <laughs> so um, I'll give a, a really interesting story. I, I don't think my aunt would care, but it's actually my aunt. I'm going to just put it out there. She, and by the way, I'm extremely careful about confidentiality. I want people to know she has shared her story with many people and she's done it publicly. So I know she won't care. Yes. But I like to also disclose it is my aunt. She's, you know, this is um, a family member. Right. And um, she called me one day and she, she, I had helped her with um, an arthritic thumb. Okay. She had had arthritis in her thumb. I don't know if, a, you know, an x-ray, what that would show or a scan now, but she doesn't have pain in her thumb mm. anymore from the work we did. So she was already a believer, but still skeptical. Right. Right. Sure. So she, which most people who come see me are. Of course. Way. Most people come completely like non-believers, which I just expect. I just know that that's our starting point. But for her, she um, called me one day and she said, you always told me that if I have an issue to please call you. So I'm calling you. Mm-hmm. I have excruciating pain in my knee. Mm-hmm. and I've gone to two doctors, surgeons who told both told me I need complete knee replacement surgery. No ifs, ands, or buts, no way around it. And it's just, this is the only solution. So she said, can you help me? Which most people will ask. And I give the same answer to every person. I say, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Sure. Let's try. Let's try. So we did two or three sessions. No pain. Wow. It's incredible. No pain. No pain. So months go by. We don't continue doing... I encourage people to do regular sessions. It doesn't need to be weekly. Once we get you to a good place, even monthly, because life happens, life happens. Sure. So, and for my aunt, her knee is her vulnerable place. Mm. So my mom, when she got sick with COVID and, and then um, ultimately, unfortunately passed away, she and my aunt were best friends. Mm. And, Mother and sister, just to, for the audience to clarify. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So when about a month after, I'm guessing about a month after my mom passed away, my aunt called me and she said, my knee's starting to hurt Mm. again. So I said, well, let's do a session. I said, I'll work you in. I didn't tell her when I was going to do it, but I ended up doing it right soon after that. Yes. Wasn't long after that. And I called her and I said, I just finished your session and I just want you to know that everything that came up had to do with mom. Mm. It was all related to my mom and the emotion of what we went through 50 days on a ventilator. It was very Mm. emotional. I said, and so every, usually in a session, things will come up from different ages. Sometimes it's all from one incident, but a lot of times it skips around. This went right to recent stuff. My mom. And I, so when I called her just to share that with her, she says, I said, I just finished your session. She starts laughing. She says, I, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? She said, I literally just said to myself, suddenly my knee is feeling. Uh, it's it's <laughs> was like so cool. So powerful. It's, just, it's so powerful. Uh. Yeah. So, so these are, um, these are just obviously examples. There are so many, I mean, I've, I've worked with people with, you know, anxiety, depression, all sorts of ailments, really. Mm-hmm. And people will say, can you work on this? Can you work on Parkinson's? Can you work on schizophrenia? The answer is, 
I don't work on diagnoses. That's not what we work on. We work on what is the reason that you're feeling these symptoms. Right. We've gotten remarkable shifts hmm. on even people who have been diagnosed with those conditions. Oh. Um, significant, you know, improvement. Hmm. And so, and sometimes it's improvement and not full resolution. Right. And sometimes, and sometimes we don't know if we do this for how long would it be full resolution? Sure, sure. But, but yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I was going to say, we, you know, I mentioned briefly when I was explaining my experience, how you released the emotions in my heart wall. Can you explain what the heart wall is? Yeah. So the heart wall was d- discovered by um, Dr. Nelson. And it, it basically is, I mean, the heart is, is everything. You know, we're so focused on, you know, the brain, and which is obviously very important. Um, especially when you talked about like this neural retraining and, and the rescripting of this, you know, when we're, it's that trauma loop, mm-hmm. we have been scripted all these years to think one way, you know, the body can't react in any other way other than following that script. And so the power of what we can do with our brains and shifting that is extraordinary, but we can't leave out the heart, right? The heart connects us to, to everything. Yes. And so when we have a, a, trapped emotions, they can form an actual, an energetic block, a wall in front of our heart. And it keeps us from us. It keeps us from our lives. And so pretty extraordinary things happen when we release the heart wall. And a lot of times people will, it's like this, I, 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 that distance you talk about, the increased level of consciousness, mm-hmm. all of the things are so much easier to achieve when you don't have this block. And what I've noticed lately with COVID and the election, I mean, those two mm. together, like, oh, they've kept me very busy. I bet. Very busy. So, you know, when, when I've had clients that we've cleared the heart wall, suddenly in the last few months, forming heart walls again. Mm. Now it doesn't take that long to clear once we, you know, once we've cleared the first one, because it doesn't have a lifetime of layers of emotion. Right. And so, um, they're typically pretty easy to clear, but it's an indication of what's going on right now and how we are, we don't realize the impact of the emotions we feel. I mean, even simply watching the news. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've minimized that so tremendously because I, I've, I've experimented and I know that, you know, when the George Floyd thing was happening, I was glued to the TV all day long and I felt so physically and emotionally just sick and drained and and it, and it does and it and it's not just that it's not just even the real life things it's like watching a scary movie it does things to the nervous system that we're not we're not meant to handle things like that that's it's just it's it's not healthy for us it's not healthy emotionally and then the emotions directly impact our physicality so it's yeah well and and also what people and I didn't realize either before I started really down the path of the neural retraining and getting knowledgeable about that, which is outside of the emotion code, but it's, it's all connected. Sure. Is, um, that our, our limbic system, the amygdala of the brain doesn't know the difference between something that's happening on the news and something that's happening to you. And so you end up in this fight or flight and, and instead of your body focusing on the normal things that your body should be focusing on your immune system and keeping you healthy, it's fighting a lion. And so if we're constantly bombarded by these messages, the brain, that's its focus. Mm-hmm. 
And so that then has a toll, takes a toll on level of consciousness, okay, where we're vibrating. If you're under a 200, you're, bring, you're inviting in the not so good stuff in life. When you're above a 200, that's where the good stuff is. That's right. where the healing happens. That's where empowerment is. But if you're constantly surrounded by negative people, by, by watching you know, the, the news, whatever it is, it's really hard to maintain at least a 200. Mm -hmm. And I've worked at myself and I'm now at a 350 starting level of consciousness. And I say to people, it's really awesome up here. Right. Like life happens and, and it does. It's not like everything in my life is great. We've got plenty of challenge, but I mean, I count my blessings every day, right? I'm not focusing on the challenge. The way that you respond to it is very different than how you responded to it before, right? Based on what you've told me in our previous conversations. Yeah. And that space that was created by that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, the point being, we really need to watch what we expose ourselves to and take really good care of our hearts and, and keeping them free and connected. Yes. And open. Yeah. And open. But in a good way, because we talk, let's talk about, so another thing that Jennifer teaches is shielding. Let's, because I think this is, you know, whether you're doing a motion code or not, I think this technique is really valuable because I think a lot of people that um, suffer from chronic illness have a tendency to be highly empathetic, sensitive people that absorb so much stuff that's not even their own. And I know for me, this is 100% true. And I know that I worked in several very high stress, toxic environments. And the more I was in those environments, the more sick I got. And that was not a coincidence. I was absorbing all of the the crazy and the emotions and uh, the stress of my environment. And it, you know, I'm the kind of person where if my son tells me he has a stomach ache, I have a stomach ache like instantly. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that we need to protect ourselves from those, protect ourselves from those things or else we're constantly bombarded with everybody else's stuff. So yeah, let's talk about shielding. Talk about shielding. So, you know, I, I with this work, I'm constantly saying, as if that wasn't crazy enough, right? As if, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's, I'm always saying this, and it's just what it is, you know, and it's because I am like a kid in a candy store at this point with it. It's like, what? You can also protect yourself from trapping emotions by saying, I mean, the way that I, I, I shield every client and I, I put an energetic shield around them and, and set an intention. An intention is, pretty much everything when it comes to energy. If you set an intention for what you want, it, it, there it is. I mean, it's, it's that important and that powerful. So we set an intention of protecting ourselves from taking on negative emotions, trauma, negative associations, protecting basically from negative energies coming in, allowing only positive energies in. I also set an intention that when we feel emotions, negative emotions, that we are able to process them out with ease so that they don't become trapped. Now, when we, Dr. Brad talks, he's the one who taught this to me in terms of the um, emotion code. It's, it's part of um, his teaching. It's not exclusive to the emotion code, certainly. Um, but he talks about waking up every morning because when we go to sleep at night, our shields come down. So waking up every morning and saying shields up, you don't have to say it out loud. So everybody doesn't need to know you're crazy, but like, this is like <laughs> only we know, right? We keep, we right. keep our crazy amongst ourselves, <laughs> right? 
but um, to at least say it, you know, in, you know, in, in your head. Um, but this idea and then visualizing protective shields going up around you, whether it's a big, you know, bubble of white light protecting you or, or actual, you know, metal shields. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's whatever works for you. Now, initially, you know, I, I did this because he said to, and I already had seen the power of this work otherwise, so I was going with it. But then I started having clients who, you know, the, the pain went away, one or two sessions, pain's gone, okay? And then a few weeks later, suddenly the pain starts creeping back in. Mm. So I would say, you know, are you shielding? And, oh, I keep forgetting, you know, this, <laughs> this whole like, I mean to, and then I don't. And so we do a session on what was trapped since last session, basically since the pain wasn't there. And like eight emotions will come up <laughs> and we clear them and then the pain goes away. And so I started realizing that people will only trap maybe one or two emotions between sessions if they're shielded. Mm. If they're not shielded, they're going to trap. So, so I, I kind of get hardcore with my clients. You can pay me to clear out all the recent stuff right. that right. you can protect yourself from even trapping in the first place by simply saying shields up and visualizing those shields. The other piece of, though to shielding is when life happens and it does in those moments that you feel triggered or challenged, that you can say something to yourself like, please increase my shields, you know, please allow the emotion of frustration, you know, anxiety, whatever you're feeling to process out with ease. And it's hard in the moment because you're not feeling like you want to shield in that moment because mm -hmm. you're having a moment, you're having an emotional moment. Right. And we're not so motivated then. Mm -hmm. But if we can get in a habit of taking a deep breath and setting that intention, it can, I mean, it can make the difference of whether your neck is hurting again or your um, anxiety levels are through the roof or, you know, it, what you're dealing with from a physical standpoint or, you know, emotional, it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I really think that when we start our days that way with that intention and really just, you know, set a very deliberate intention and visualize how our day is going to go in our minds and all the things that we want to accomplish and all the things we foresee happening it happens. It's just been my experience. I mean, yesterday was a great example for me. I had a crazy busy day. I did not get enough sleep, which usually is a major priority for me. But you know, you have appointments and you got to keep them and you've got to get things done. And I said the intention in the morning that I was going to show up very vital and energetic and present and, and sharp for these appointments. I was going to get you know, the work that I needed done by X time, and I was going to get to sleep early. And all those things happened. And it was like, things that normally I would not have been able to fit into my regular, like a, a day on a regular, in a regular situation or previous situations, I was able to make all those things happen, because I set that intention. I, I had seen it as though it had already played out in my mind before it happened. So right, yeah. exactly. And the other thing, that I really want to make sure that, you know, to share, because it's so important to this um, discussion, is the impact of gratitude. Mm -hmm. yes. And, you know, at the end of each session, I, I use other charts to implant certain affirmations, positive emotions. I call it, we've created freed up energetic real estate when we release these emotions. And so we want to implant what I call the good stuff. And 
up until I kid you not a week ago, I've been implanting these things session after session and they have an enormous impact on level of consciousness. Mm. It's been, it's, it's amazing to see that, but it dawned on me, you know, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, who I really admire, follow. I think he is extraordinary. He talks about, you know, the reality that you want is in the quantum field. Your, your reality of what you want is out there. You need you by creating an affirmation and attaching an elevated emotion to that affirmation is how you find it. That's really how manifestation works. Okay. That's how you connect with that reality. So as we're implanting these affirmations, positive emotions, I don't state any kind of, or feel, I feel grateful, but I don't acknowledge that gratitude as a, as part of the implanting. I haven't been. Hmm. And it dawned on me, I'm always evolving my sessions. I mean, there's just so much. It's like the kid in the candy store. There's just, yeah, you know, there's so much uh, and get excited about, but it dawned on me because intuition also becomes so much stronger. The more you do this work, it, it dawned on me. How am I implanting these affirmations and not attaching an elevated emotion like gratitude? So I've started doing that in the last week for my clients. And I'm comparing what happens when we implant an affirmation without the gratitude with level of consciousness, and then we add the gratitude. Just before our session, I had a client, and I think it went up 200 more points from adding the gratitude. Oh, my gosh. So, So I want to encourage people that in their lives, think about what it is you want create an affirmation. It's as if it's already happened. It's present tense. Your neck might be killing you. Your back might be killing you, but your affirmation is my back feels amazing. I feel healthy and strong and I am so grateful. And you feel the gratitude. So that that we all can do. You don't need an energy healer to help you do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm profound results. So true. It's so true. It's funny because I actually took a course this week and one of the exercises was to create a list of a future gratitude list and listing all of the things that we wanted to see happen as if they had already happened and saying, I am so grateful. Like for instance, one of mine was speaking of Joe Dispenza, one of mine was, I'm so grateful that Joe Dispenza chose me to be a keynote speaker on his stage to talk about my healing story. That's awesome. Right? And I can't wait to see you. <laughs> and, I, and I visualized this happening. I visualized myself walking out into the arena and being in front of all these people and telling my story of healing and how I use brain rewiring and emotion code and all these different you know, energy healing modalities and this is where I was. I was on disability. I was in a wheelchair. I was, you know, all, all these major surgeries, all these things. And, and look at me now I'm running on this stage and skipping around. I'm jumping and I'm happy and I'm vital. And, you know, and, and I, in my mind, those things are becoming a reality. And, and, and it, and like you said, the brain doesn't, it's, it goes both ways. The brain doesn't know the difference when you're watching the negative stuff but when you're envisioning the positive stuff, the brain already takes that as the way that's already happened as well. So it's, it goes both ways. So true. That's such an important point. I had a, um, a woman that I was connected to through a health coaching um, certification that I was pursuing. Mm-hmm. And she was one of my practice health coach clients. I'm, I don't practice health coaching, but it was a certification that I wanted for what I'm doing um, within this, this scope of what I do. And I said she was 
56 and I, you know, doing the fake, you know, this mock intake of, of this woman. And I said, so generally, you know, how is your health? You know, any concerns? She says, no, I'm great. And I said, that's it. Like, she's 56. She's got, that's, this is going to be kind of a boring intake. Wow, right? yeah. So I said, that's impressive. And she said, well, there's a story to this. Hmm. If you want to hear about my journey. And I said, I would love to hear about your journey if you would like to share. And she said, um, I had Crohn's disease and I almost died from it. Mm. I had been hospitalized three times. Wow. And I said, she said, and I don't have Crohn's disease anymore. Huh. And I said, please elaborate. And she said, have you ever heard of Joe Dispenza? Ah. And I said, are you about to tell me? The joke, I said, of course, I, 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 I mean, I've been a longtime fan already of Joe Dispenza. I said, are you about to tell me that his meditations helped you overcome your Crohn's? She said, that's exactly what I'm going to tell you. And, you know, and again, I don't like to talk about the diagnoses as much, but, it, but to make the point, because Crohn's is not something that is generally th thought about as curable and, and, you know, overcomable. Exactly. And, and so she, and she is this healthy, happy mm. woman who has no symptoms of Crohn's. And that's the third time you've given me goosebumps in this conversation. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it's amazing. So, I mean, that's one thing I think people need, don't realize because we're, we're so programmed that Western medicine is the only way and taking the pill or, or having the surgery and, and it has its place. Yeah. And, and I work with clients alongside their you know, they're med I don't ever tell anyone to go off a of medication or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Of course, um, it has its place, but the people, um, unfortunately, we don't have the gift of this extraordinary um, approach yes. of energy and neural retraining and manifestation and these other pieces that people generally look at as crazy. Right. I mean, right. People, I think people are opening up more and more to it. I, I, there's still a long way to go. But I think when we look at where we were maybe 10 years ago versus now, I mean, you know, 10 years ago, most people weren't meditating. Now it's like the, you know, the cool thing to do is to meditate. It's so true. I had somebody who um, wants to get into this work mm -hmm. say to me, does it, do you ever have people just think you're crazy? And you know, how did you overcome that? She, this is sort of her sticking point. Mm. Like, I don't want to be looked at as crazy. And um, my response to her was, in the beginning, everyone thought I was crazy. I said, now, about half of those people who were in my life who thought I was crazy are clients. Okay? Right, right. I said, and I'm to a point that... I laugh at people laughing at me. I mean, I don't mean it in a, in a negative or, or mean spirited way, right. but it's, but I, I so know that this works that if somebody isn't there on their journey, I mean, I, I want to help people get there and I, that's, I work hard at that, yes. but a lot of people, it, it's going to take some time sure. and they, have, you know, it, and that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but for me, I have such confidence that because I see this, results every day. You've seen the proof. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of, I chuckle a little bit like, you know, they're not there yet. Right. Well, no, and it makes me sad. You know, it makes me sad because I know 
of a time not that long ago when I was there, when I was not ready to accept this kind of help into my life and to release my ways of thinking about healing and medicine. And then, you know, I, I was told it was, you know, what I have is chronic, incurable, incur, incurable, incurable, degenerative. And it, you know, and I believed that. And I did not think that, I, I just kind of thought I was doomed. And, you know, the thing is you get, like you said, people usually come to the energy healer. It's like the last stop on the, on the, the journey because you've tried everything. And, and I've been there. I've tried everything. I've seen a million and one doctors. I've tried everything. I've, unfortunately, I've had to have a few major surgeries, which now I kind of wish I had discovered all this stuff earlier because maybe I could have avoided that. I mean, I had, you know, you talk about your aunt and her, and her recommended knee replacements. Well, I, had a hip replacement a, a year and five days ago. And boy, do I wish that I had known about this stuff earlier because who knows, maybe I could have saved myself from that. And here's the thing I, I will say that's really interesting is they told me a year ago when I had my first hip replacement, they told me that I was going to need the second hip replaced in a year. I'm, I'm walking like three to five miles a day and I am good. I do not need, <laughs> I am convinced I don't need that hip replacement. I mean, you know, no one can predict the future, but the way the way that I'm seeing things now, I don't see myself ever needing to do that. So, so I want to I want to uh, stop you and catch you a little bit when you say no one can predict the future. Mm. We're just going to take that out of the thought. We're not even going there. Right. 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 You are fine. You are healthy. You are strong, and you will continue to be. And how thankful we are for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. We 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 have have these little nuanced ways of undermining self-sabotaging what it is that is possible for us. Right. You know, we qualify things because we don't want to be disappointed. Right. And I mean, I had somebody the other day say, I feel so good and I'm so nervous that I'm not going to feel this way. Mm. It's, it's going to end. And I, I said, well, wait a minute. It will. You're more likely to have it end if you are worried about it. If ending. you're focused it's on like, that. Right. You know, Deceiver, that's what you're inviting in. It, I mean, a client said to me, and it's, you know, it's just sort of a, a lay person's way of saying it, but I love it, is, is you bring about what you think about. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. What you focus on grows, all that, all that stuff, the secret yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It's very real. It's very real. I, I, I know. I, I do not need convincing, but thank you for catching me. I do appreciate that. And it's funny because I, I do have to catch myself. I do. Sometimes I have to catch myself. And part of it too is, you know, I know people are listening that are in a place where I was a few years ago. And so part of it is me accommodating for that and, and you know, worrying, okay, what are, what are people going to think? Yeah. Well, I think you, it is because you don't want to set up false expectations. Right. And I, I actually struggle with that where people will say, can you help me? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to say, yes, I can help you. But you don't know until I, you know, right? I, mean, I have to be measured and I have to be careful because I also, I want to be realistic and I don't want people to have false expectations of what we're going to achieve because we don't know. But I also want them to really be in the mindset of this can work for me. Yeah. And I'm grateful. For yes. Yes, I think. And it will work for me. Yeah. And this has worked for me, to really put it in the present tense. Exactly. <laughs> it's all been working. Exactly. Working. Exactly. So, right. so, Jen, how has this, like, changed your life? Just tell me, like, on a grand scale, scale doing this work, how has this changed your life? I, I'm getting emotional just, like, 
with the question. That's okay. We can do that here. (laughs) All right. Um, It's changed everything for me. I mean, before I did, I mean, look, I say this to clients before doing this work, I'm, I'm very Jewishly identified. That's my religion. And that's, I'm very um, connected to being Jewish. Uh, but it, when I, anyone ever asked me, well, what about God? Do you believe in God? And I would say, eh, agnostic. Don't know. Just don't know. And, you know, it was kind of a struggle. Like I didn't really love that, but it, it was what it was. I didn't think, you know, well, how do we know? I was very skeptical. Mm-hmm. And um, with this work and what's happened, I mean, even just when I now release an emotion for someone that's particularly powerful, my whole body feels it. Mm. Okay. I used to kind of laugh, like when energy healers would work on me and they're like, oh, I feel that. I'm like, do they really? Right. Come on. They don't feel that. They're, that's just part of the show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh-huh. My skepticism coming through. But I, feel it so strongly that at times, depending on what it is and where my, where I am, level of consciousness, there's a lot of things involved, but it's very real. And there is no way that this all is happening without there being some kind of higher power, whatever you call it, mm-hmm. call it God, call it, you know, whatever your universe source, whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's there. And it, it, for me, um, has changed the way I look at everything. Mm. I mean, I don't take things as seriously. I, I mean, I take important stuff seriously, but I don't let the small stuff get to me the way I used to. Yep. I really understand that we're just a blip on the screen of a very long journey. And this, this thing we call life, I can get very philosophical about it. Um, this is not where I was before doing this work. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Incredible. So, so Jen, if people would like to work with you, can you talk about what offerings you have available and how they can find you? Yeah, so they would go on my website. It's Balance to Wellness. It's T-O, although I think the number two also goes to the same place, but it's balancetowellness.com. And I have a variety of, uh, of sessions, packages, and everything's outlined there. People can feel free to text me, email me, very accessible. I get very invested in my clients. I text them, checking in on them. How are they? You know, I just, because I, I, I want to be there. And so I've gotten quite busy. The the schedule is tight, but I do my best to try to get people in. Um, And also it's kind of fun, although I haven't updated it in so long, but on the website, I call them testimonials. And they are not solicited. Every one of those is an email or a text that I received from a client, either from just completely unsolicited being in touch with me or my checking in. How are you doing? And they're kind of fun to read, just some of the things yes, that people I've seen um, them. have experienced. Yeah. So so that's how people reach me. Great. And I and I will validate what Jennifer just said about she does check in with her clients. I I mean, I know when I had that experience where I had kind of an emotional upheaval for that day, she would check in with me, I think a couple of times that night, how are you doing? How are you feeling now? And then the next morning, I got another message. How are you doing now? And you know, she was sending me energy and all of these things. So she, she really does get invested. And you can feel the, the genuine nature of her, or her love and her her care for what she's doing. I mean, she's, she's doing it for all the right reasons. And, you know, in this kind of work, that's really the only reason you can do it. So 
Exactly. One other thing I just wanted to share also is about a third of my clients are young people. Hmm. So at under 25, I have a ton of teenagers hmm. and we do this work by Zoom, but it also can be done remotely. And so as I mean, it, depending on the age, there are a certain point, usually around 15, I would want the kid to give permission to do the work, right. but they don't have to be involved in it. They go about their day. I do the work. I send a report and um, it, you know, it's really so tragic to see the, um, the anxiety and depression mm. that these kids are going through. And to be able to clear this stuff out when these kids are young and, and not have it develop into these horrible illnesses later in life yes. and, and chronic pain and the things that happen is such an opportunity mm. that I wish I had had for my kids when they were, and for myself when they were, you know, when we were younger. Obviously, I work on my kids on a regular basis. Yes. It's a little different when you're working on your own family. Sure. It can be a little trickier. Yeah. But to, to you know, I have um, clients who, kids who will text me periodically, you know, I suddenly feel my anxiety coming back. You know, I don't know what happened or whatever. And we never say you're going to eliminate anxiety, but we work to reduce it sure. substantially. Sure. Um, and it might be releasing one emotion. And so I, I will do that for them. Just they text me and I say, well, let's see if there's not, if I can, right. sometimes I can't, but these kids can get such a benefit from this. Mm. And I want a lot of my clients end up having me work on their kids because of their results and wanting this for their children. So it's something to think about. Even skeptical teenagers are like, oh yeah, right. You know, there's no way that's crazy. Um, you just read my mind. You, you were looking at me and you could see I was getting ready to answer a question. We're on Zoom recording this. So yeah, you could see that was the question. <laughs> what about it? What, because yeah. I have a very skeptical teenager. He thinks all of this stuff is crazy. So even though he's seen, he's seen the changes in me and I, he acknowledged it out loud the other day. So yeah, so I encourage um, a first session Zoom with, with teenagers um, if they're older than 15. Depends on the maturity really of the kid. I encourage one Zoom session to just kind of understand what this is all about. Right. And so that they can be like, huh, well, seems crazy. But some of the things she shared is a little persuasive, right? Yeah. Like I can be a little open. Yes. So I, I do a lot of those. But there are plenty that never meet with me and <laughs> we do the work. And That's great. Their results. That's great. Yeah. All right. So I want to be conscious and respectful of your time. I just have one final question to ask you because the show is called The Chronically Courageous. So in your mind, how do you define courage? Oh my goodness. How do I define courage? I think it's really being, being open to seeing your life and seeing the world around you in a, in a way that may be different than what you grew up with what you've been told your whole life and being kind of willing to put yourself out there in this new way of thinking. I think to me, that's the kind of courage, you know, courage that can really transform you and can change your whole life. And if you're so stuck in what you were taught and most of the time I say, well, how's that working for you as we do, right? right. How's of that course. working for you? Of course. Well, not so well. You can propel yourself into it, to a life that is completely transformed from where you were in such a beautiful, positive way. So I think that's how I would describe and define. Courage. I love that answer so much. That is a beautiful answer. And this, I knew you would, I knew you would give a great 
conversation. I just, I, I can't wait to bring this to everybody. Thank you so much for being here. It was really, really a pleasure to have you on, Jen. Thank you so much. Ah. It's a thrill for me. Thank you so much and be well and let's connect soon. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.